0: What's going on people? Welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers. Um, James here. Gary here. Um, so we got a lot of good feedback uh with last week's episode. Um, is this gay? Um so we went out to the viewers, asked or the subscribers, the listeners, I'm sorry, um, to ask, you know, what you guys wanted us to talk about, what you wanted to hear dynamics about. Um we came across two topics that that seemed to really Hit home, couldn't decide which one to talk about. And then as we thought more about it, realized that they kind of go hand in hand. It's a twofold. They, they don't, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but they kind of feed off of each other, which is one being what is too sensitive um, for a male. And then two, uh, dealing with trying not to be a player in a monogamous relationship. Um kind of caught me off guard a little bit cuz when we first started talking about it I was like nah these they they kind of go together but not really but when you think about the the general thought process of today's manly man and the thought process is only sensitive people are in monogamous relationships you know you 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 got to have a heart you can't be cutthroat when you're dealing with monogamy and in twofold being sensitive kind of trips you up if you try not to fall into that I don't see the reason why
1: I felt like they went hand to hand is I don't know you you can't have a player mentality and have empathy I think that a lot of times to become that player or to play with people's emotions you have to cut off your empathy and i think that empath having empathy and being sensitive in like our male society have been meshed into like the same thing like being able to not you know, you won't always understand how someone's feeling, but being able to relate to that is something that we miss completely it's like you we want to be out here laying and slaying everything that moves but the moment someone says like yo what if your girl did that we get all mad and fussy like nah that's my girl she can't be with nobody she can't do nothing this that and the third but i'm like so where's empathy because if you you can understand that you want that and you don't think that she wants that
0: so I mean, I get you because, yeah, I'm that I'm that same dude. Like, I I want to be able to do what I want to do and I can rationalize shit in my head to make me not be the bad guy all day. But in the same situation, if it was reversed, I think it's not until recently. And I know that I say that shit about a lot of topics, but I've done a lot of soul searching this year. But it's not until recently where I can step back and be like, damn. Like, yeah, I mean, I get how that shit makes sense. Like, if you could do what you want to do, I should be able to do what I want to do and vice versa. But at the same time, I do feel like that shit in my mind makes me soft. Cause it's like, yo, like that shit is a fucking no, no. But at the same time, it goes with free will. Like we as, as men, as a manly man want to take the, the outlook on, Oh, I got to be hard. I got to put my foot down and say what is, and is not okay. But that's still putting everything inside of a fucking box. Yeah, I fucking
1: hate that manly man shit. Like, people say, women, a lot of women say, like, you know, I want my man to have emotions, but I don't want him to be too sensitive. And then, like you, so we get into, like you said, we get into the main question of what is too sensitive. And the moment you start seeing something that's too sensitive or something that's too emotional for a man to experience, you start shutting shit down. Yeah. So, like, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I and we were we were t- we were talking about like fucked up thing, but like, wife beaters or so people who beat women or people who beat each other, just people with anger issues in general who put their hands on other people. When they a lot of times they never are given the space to express their emotions. So either you're happy or you're mad, and everything gets shoved into these two rooms until they overflow, and then they lash out. Whether yeah. they do something really, really They're manic. And,
0: it, and do some wild shit. Right? So,
1: the, the question is, what's too sensitive for a man? I feel like it's like, okay, you can have an emotion to this point. I feel that I should be able to break down into tears. And my partner should be able to be the rock that I lean on and help me back up. And when my partner breaks down in tears, I should be their rock. But to play this game that, oh, you can be sad up until this point, I feel is bullshit. Because now you're expecting me not to be human.
0: Uh, I agree with you up until that point. Like, I get where you're going and I get what your point is. But I don't agree. Like, I, I don't feel like it's okay or it should be an often occurrence for a male to cry in front of his significant other. Like, I feel like, okay, once in a while, like, you lost somebody that was close to you. You know, some, some some wild tragic shit happened to somebody, like cool, I understand that, like, once in a while. But to be a grown ass man to cry on a regular basis, like I feel like at some point you should step up and pull your backbone down, like.
1: But who but who are you to say what those moments should be? Like, what affects what affects you yeah. won't affect me. Yeah. What affects me won't affect you. And to the degrees of how it affects each other, it's completely different. So if every time I see a fucking puppy, I break down in tears, I should not be looked at less than a man you in bring front of my societal
0: labels into I mean, everything in life, it deals with societal labels. And society has labeled it, deemed it weird or excessive or weak. For a man that expresses his emotions in that way. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying it should or should not happen. Every person, like you said, is different. But at the same time, I feel like there still should be some form of guideline. Like,
1: But see, here's the thing. You, saying- as the,
0: you as the rock or the backbone of your household as the male. There should be some boundary as to the eyes that see you in life. It's like doing dirt. Like you do dirty shit, cool. Don't do that shit at home. You out here you a murderer, you fucking beating people, you you fucking slinging whatever you doing. But when you go home, you go home as a regular person. I feel like there should still be a regular mask on just like every fucking thing else.
1: Nah, that mask shit is whack. Uh, like fuck yeah. out of here with that mask because what I what I I feel that if you tell me me breaking down me me breaking down to a certain extent is cool. I can only do it a couple of times. But that shit makes you weak. But me leaving my leaving my bed with my partner to go out here and sling dick to everyone else, that shit makes me more of a man. It makes me a manlier man. It makes me more well adjusted. I deserve a pat on the back for that shit. Like no. Uh
0: so I'm on the fence. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm on the fence when it comes to that school of thought because I fall in both categories. Like I, I, I've I've grown up in a in a family setting or a male setting in my family that has always looked to you and your accomplishments as to the measure of what your sexual fortitude is in life, meaning. You look up and it's, yo, how many, how many bitches you fucked this week? Oh, 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 how many hoes you had this year? Like, that's, that's my, the male and my family's conversation generally. And my whole life, it was like, damn, like, yo, I'm trying to be like that. Like trying to get as many as I can. So when I see my uncle or I see my cousin, it's like, nigga, let me tell you this. And then this year I came home and, you know, my, my lifestyle, my dynamic was different. We, you know had a had a true poly relationship that was looking to to blossom and looked at it and everybody was kind of like, "Oh, you that top nigga. Like you got two women in the house that love you, blah say, blah." And it was all great until I sat down and I thought about that shit when I was by myself and I was like, "Yo, like I just disrespected the shit out of both of these women by making myself brag and boast and feel better about the accomplishment." of finally being, you know, the top dog, being able to have multiple women and do all this shit. But at the end of the day, the manliest man is sitting out there with a, well, I don't say at the end of the day. In most cases, he's sitting with a, with a woman at home that he considers a queen. But we still out here making them look like fools. So I get both schools of thought. Like, I get the thought process of, Oh, it's wrong, you know, monogamy or you know, not necessarily monogamy, cause even in a polydynamic, being faithful is being faithful. But the idea is always like, oh, you only got this many hoes, or you only got this many women, or this many, you know, people interested in you, and it's like life shouldn't be measured like that. But I understand why. Everything everything is about selling yourself and any craft crate, uh trade Anything that you participate in it's about selling yourself and even when it comes to women and the world it's about selling your outward look so the, the less amount of people that are interested in in your outward appearance or your being able to put on a put on a show or, or or peacock for people whatever you want to call that shit shows the fact of in in society's eyes shows the fact of your gift of gas but see, here's
1: the thing, right? You saying you you said all of that, and I feel like if you cannot use the same theory in multiple situations, that shit falls apart. So that shit doesn't work. It's like who you we 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 have both been managers. Who are you like more likely to hire? The person that in the last year they've had seven jobs, or the person in the last seven years have held one job?
0: I'm not gonna lie to you. For me, it all depends on the person. I don't, I, now, managerial skills will tell you it's always better to hire the stable person, but the person that's been through seven jobs may not have found that one job that is a perfect fit for them.
1: Yeah, but that they person through seven jobs got oh, higher hill to climb. They
0: may have not have found something that is good for, you, for them, but I guarantee you that that person that has worked those seven jobs, if they are interested in this new job, they're going to work their ass off to do everything they can to keep that job. But that don't mean that that's still the only job you're going to have. Mm. That context fucked you up, but you got it? Did that now, make No, I got
1: you. I got you, but still, it's off if it's all based off impressions, the impression is the person who's been working at the same job for seven years is the person you want to hire because you know they're going to give you longevity in your business. You don't want
0: to hire somebody who's flighty. But that person that's been there for seven years working that same job may or may not have been doing that job well. This they is true. may or may not have come to work every day. Yeah, but you, they may or talking, may not. We're
1: talking appearance, because that's what you say. Okay,
0: but um, but on
1: appearance,
0: yes. I go deeper that. than appearance. I give you that. All but right? You're you're equating it to a relationship. So in the same but in the I, same I'm context, a, I'm
1: equating it to the appearance that you said society puts on men who slay a lot of women. They are manly men, and the man who's been faithful to his girl is the chump. And what I'm telling you is that shit don't work in any other scenario. Then that one scenario, so it is complete bullshit.
0: By giving it a label? Yes. Most people that work at a job for more than five years are complacent or do not like what they do.
1: But in... but in, Even on first appearance. On from, first appearance. From general
0: knowledge, just as you equated general knowledge to the same scenario. On general knowledge, people that are in a company for longer than five years are generally unhappy unless you are part of the management track. And if you were at a party and someone says...
1: Yo, what do you do? He's like, oh, I work at a paper company. I've been there for seven years. They're gonna think, oh, damn, this person must really like paper, and this person must be really good with it, and they must be really worth it because the company kept them, uh, has kept them. So they're gonna have an outward look. They have a great outward look. Nothing deeper than that, just on the surface. Then you go to the next person. Oh, what do you do? Oh, over the last six or seven years I've been, you know, hopping from paper company to paper company and paper company to paper company. And be like, well, this person's kind of flighty. I wonder what's going on with them. They must not the the, the aspect is they were let go instead of they quit. So off appearance and looks the person who's hopping around is a person you don't trust so the idea that the that the best man is the one who's slaying the most chicks bouncing back and forth it only works in that one fucking idea because of the fucking patriarchy that we live in wants to wants to set the standard of a man's worth
0: is the women he's able to get in bed so i'll tell you why the mentality for me changed Which will add to this story and kind of prove my point. So I get what you're saying on first appearance. But once you move past that first appearance and you get to know that employee that has jumped around from for seven different jobs, you find out that there was something that that person didn't mesh well with at that previous job that made them change or expectations weren't being met or the monotony that, that set in which all can still be related to a relationship. And then you turn and then you say, oh, well, wow. Those things that you had a problem with in these seven other jobs, you've now found this one job that changed that and made you want to come to work every day. I.e. same as relationship changed that. It made you decide, hey, this person is different and want to go about it differently. But you still have Six other fucking jobs that are calling you. Talking about how great you were. Because they didn't want you to leave. You wanted to leave. That job. And now you still have these these six of the seven other jobs calling you. Trying to get you to come back. So in any scenario. I mean I get your point. But once you go past surface level. And you you engage all factors that cause people. To not necessarily go the monogamous route or the uh, non-cheater route because this job that you at now just like every other job most of the time is going to treat you as a dispensable object in your mind because you jumped around from seven other jobs but I feel like so loyalty plays a key into the nature of promiscuousness I don't think that's a word but Being promiscuous yeah with promiscuous with with males, but in turn, at the same time, pushes you to not feel like you're being soft or being taken advantage of. I don't feel that you can be have you can feed into player mentality
1: if you're not cheating. You I feel know. that if if it's all above, like I don't feel like you can have a player mentality in an open relationship.
0: You still a player. You still. You still trying to you still trying to get this girl, you still trying to do your woes to get her to want you and do what you want her to do. Who are you so playing? So where causes the difference?
1: Who are you playing for to be a for you to be a player? Cause your girl knows if you're a man about your shit, the girl you mess with knows that you're in an open relationship, so she don't gotta worry about your girl. Who are you playing to be a player? That's the definition that's how the word works. Uh, if you're do. not playing nobody, you can't be a player.
0: So you just change the sub whole con the, the subcontext of the whole conversation. I'm just saying But an open relationship is only one dynamic. That is that is a rarity. I wouldn't say a rarity. It's well, it, it, it's not a unicorn. I'm not gonna go that far. But it is not something that is as common as any other relationship. And if it's not an open relationship, then you're cheating.
1: Cheating if you're a cheater, then you can be a player. And if you're cheating, then you, I feel that you lack that empathy. Now, that's and then that goes back to trying to lessen your emotions because you don't want to be con- too considered. You don't want to be too sensitive for a man so you cut off your emotions so you lose the empathy. So cheating is easier because when you're cheating, you don't think about the person you're with how they feel and how they're going to feel, the actions you do. All you know is, I'm going to go out here. I'm I, get hate my people to say
0: that. I hate people to say that. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That is not. That is not. That is granted. I do believe that is something that happens. But to randomly generalize and say every nigga that cheats on his girl is just out here just being like, man, fuck that bitch and her feelings. Like, no, that's not no, true. I'm not saying that's not true. No, you can that, still have empathy never for that say, person. I never said he
1: said fuck it. I'm just saying you don't think about that shit. You don't think about the shit till after the fact
0: because you're so caught up in your own shit. wow, So that's not necessarily true. Mm. That's not true. You can think about somebody. There has there has been multiple times in my life, I will say, I have been a cheater. I'm trying to change that about my life and be a better person, but I've been a cheater. There have been multiple times in my life where I've thought about, yo, you shouldn't be doing this, or yo, don't even make this move, or yo, this is going to make her feel like shit, and I do it anyway because at the end of it, you're already on a slippery slope. Shout out ASAP, Rocky.
1: (laughs) And what I'm saying Ah, is... So
0: on and so forth.
1: What I'm saying (laughs) is, to get to that point of still going through it, you have to cut off the empathy. If your empathy is not cut off, that means in the middle of sex, you're thinking of your girl. Sometimes. This happens. Then that's psychopathic, bruh. You're literally fucking... I think I
0: personally have a problem, but that's... that's You're literally fucking her.
1: Trying to get your nut thinking about how this would make your girl feel. Yo, that is like on a whole nother level. I couldn't even, I couldn't even fucking imagine. That's some... and then if you could have that much emotional depth to be in the middle of trying to fuck someone and contemplating how your significant other is going to feel, how do you even get to the point
0: of not of stopping the shit before you get there? Do you not understand how that doesn't make any fucking sense? Once you sent the first text message or had the first conversation, you fucked up then, so... What? Is the secondary sin any greater than the primary sin? Nope. Yo, fuck sin. First of so all. It's all the sin. You gonna get me on a hold thing. You know rent? what I mean, nigga? I, I meant it as fucking... That's uh, like saying... Uh, I meant it as a metaphor, not as a literal <laughs> fucking conversation.
1: Yo, don't get me stirring that bullshit aspect of if you think of adultery, you might as well commit it. Fuck out of here. I'm just saying, at any point in time, you can stop the shit from going down you don't stop it because you're being selfish and you're only focusing on what you I'm want. I'm not saying
0: that's not being selfish or what that person wants. My whole conversation was the point I out feel
1: the, the that the cure to selfishness is empathy. And the reason why there's so many in, empathet- there's, there's unempathetic motherfuckers out there is because we're telling them feel these emotions, don't feel these emotions. Feel these emotions sometimes.
0: Feel these emotions whenever you want. It all boils down to the stigma of... Being a strong male. The alpha male is the leader of the pack. There's no alpha- fucking
1: such thing as alpha male. I, no, I'm
0: just telling you what the thought no, process I'm is. T- but
1: there's no such thing as an alpha male. There's no such thing as an alpha wolf. In wolf packs, there's no alpha. That shit's only in movies. It does not exist in real ma It does not exist in real life science with wolf packs. There's no alphas.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't think.
1: Look I- it up. The guy who came out with the... The guy who developed the term... The alpha of a pack wrote a book because he was studying wolves and he saw that there were wolves that were leading the pack. So he thought they were the alpha. Then he released his book. It went crazy. He went back and studied more wolves again and realized he made a mistake. The people that were leading the pack were the the parents of, of the wolves. So it was just parents, there were two parents leading the pack. He came out with a book denouncing his own book but because people liked his first theory better than his second theory, they fucking paid it no attention. There's no such thing as an alpha wolf or an alpha male. That shit is just some shit people made up because it makes them feel good.
0: Well, made up or not, the thought process is the the alpha male controls the situation. He has dominance. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, and but, the rest of the pack will follow along. I, I'm not right, saying no, no, no. But listen, then, I'm not saying it's correct or not. But see, I'm, I'm
1: just I'm Go leeching ahead. onto Go the words ahead. you bring up. Then we talk about dominance, and anybody who's part of the BDSM world, I'm I'm a little bit. I got my I got like up to my ankle in that shit. You know a person with the real power in a BDSM relationship is a sub. Is a sub. Yeah. So who the fuck? So you're dominant male. You're dominating the woman, which means she has the fucking
0: power. I mean, but look at most dominant situations. Most dominance is set up with the sub person making the other person feel dominant. Nigga, like it's not necessarily, oh, I couldn't jump up and beat your ass if I need to. It's just flat out. That's the person that's in charge. People is cool with that person being in charge. And that's what happened.
1: I feel like we have I feel like the topic was, was in fucking uh, California, and we over here in Merlin. I feel like we <laughs> left that shit because it's just I think that the player mentality, the so-called player mentality, deals with not having emotions, and you were able to grow... I feel like every dude in his, every dude has a player mode that he goes into. My mode where I shut down the 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 rational side of my brain, the side that realizes this girl came out tonight to hang out with her friends, live her best fucking life. But no, I'm about to go and do it and say whatever I got to say, do what I got to do to get her, right? No matter who I got at home, no matter who she got at home, you know, oh, you you got a boyfriend, you got a girl, you got a husband? What, you can't have friends? I fucking hate that line. And then... So, cause, so fuck those people she with, fuck the people I'm with, fuck if I, it doesn't matter if I mess up her life or her husband finds out, she can't, she bet not tell my girl, cause don't fuck up my life. That's her problem. All, all of that shit is a lack of empathy, it's a lack of emotion, because if we were fucking more emotionally complex individuals who think with more than our fucking fists and our dicks,
0: I was gonna say, yo, know, you got a problem, nigga, see me, I don't a <laughs> yeah, fuck about exactly. you, later,
1: bitch. Exactly, like that's, that's and then that's stuff. all because don't be a sissy, don't be a girly girl. The, what what? Oh, girls cry, boys don't cry. Don't do this, don't do that. And I'm like, first of all, so we cut out all them fucking emotions that make us actual human, and then people get mad at us when we act like dogs. You've already made us unfucking human. So being a player mentality to me is all a lack of emotion, lack of emotions because people telling us that we too fucking sensitive. To do what? I just scrape my fucking... I'm a seven-year-old. I just scrape my knee on the fucking concrete because I fell off my bike. And I can't cry over that? You bleeding? If you're not bleeding, suck that shit up and keep it moving. Does it not hurt? Hey. I'm not... Okay. Yeah, I'm not allowed to feel that at all. That's bullshit. Pain
0: is of no consequence.
1: That is... Bu- and, and then... you don't
0: have no blood, it don't matter.
1: And then, because I, couldn't- I could not express the pain of scraping my fucking knee on the ground... People wonder why I'm outside fighting a fucking dumpster because I got a B on a math
0: test. That shit make no sense to me, right? I got two emotions that I process. Exactly. Everything else is in between. It might come out sometimes if it seeps through my pores or sometimes you can't catch it. Everything else just don't matter, though.
1: Nah, that shit is
0: whack. Unless you're dealing with your kids. Like, I'm like, okay... When it comes to be dealing with your kids, like you should be all sensitive mode. Like I, I don't I
1: feel like I feel I like your no... kids show you who you should really be. I don't even got kids, but I, I had like my mother my mother has this thing about adopting people's kids, right? I don't think I don't know if you've ever met her. Um oh, just, I call her my little sister. The little girl? Yeah. I know you're talking about and I call her my little sister and I told my mother and I told my father, point blank range. If anybody hurts his little girl, I'm going to jail. I'm just sacrificing my life for that shit. And it, it, it was scary as fuck to me because it made me realize like how much emotion I have in me and how much I did not feel until that very moment.
0: Because your guard is down with your kid. Huh? And
1: especially because you got daughters. Like, sons don't get the soft side. Sons don't get the dad that's going to have tea parties with them. Sons don't get that. I mean, little boys can't like tea. Little boys can't like to cook. You can't like to cook until you're old enough to have to cook for yourself. Because when you're younger, liking to cook can make you gay. It can make you too sensitive. The fuck? Mm. Your little girl, she stubs her toe. Oh, daddy loves you. Daddy, kissy, kissy, kissy. Your son gets a fucking nail through his hand. You like, man, put some paper towels and duct tape on that. I ain't raising no punk. That's the type of shit we live in. So you. so angry, man. So then we... So, so, he don't, so he don't grow up to be what? Too sensitive. And then once he's not sensitive and his emotions is like fucking fugazi and no one pays him attention, then, you, then he out here slaying everything that goes around. Being, being the, trying not to be too sensitive for a man creates fucking players. And you stop being a player once you really start to think about the destruction that shit has on your life and the people around you. I don't know. I don't agree. Bruh. Right, I've um, wa- no 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 no. Don't no, me wrong. I've watched you my I, entire life. I hear you. You are the ti- you are the I, guinea pig
0: of this theory. I hear you. I hear you. I get your point, but at the same time, like I I, I I completely agree with all that you said. All the way up until that's what you make. Like I I I get having emotions. I get lack of emotions and empathy. And I I agree with you to a certain point because at the end of it it's all on personal choice. And I I feel like not everybody is supposed to be uh what is the word? Monogamy keeps coming to mind, but no, being being a straight being a straightforward person. Like I feel like some of us inherently have a Want for secrecy, uh, longing for, for extra shit. You know what I mean? For drama? I don't necessarily say drama because not all cheating has drama. Not all, not all fucked up shit has drama. And you don't go into a, a situation where you are not doing what you're supposed to do because of drama or anticipation for drama. It's the, the, the idea of something different. The idea of something new. The idea of being able to have extra it's like if I gave you a $100 bill, if I had $200 and I gave you a $100 bill and I had a $100 bill and I broke that shit and I was like, damn, you know what? I'm going to give you an extra $20. You going to look at me and say what? Why? Whereas it's a lot of motherfuckers is going to look at you and be like, ooh, extra money. All right, I'm going to take that shit. No questions asked. That goes right back to empathy. You keep proving my fucking It's not point. about empathy because yes, I is. gave it to you. I didn't say you tried to take it from me. No, I said I it gave doesn't it to you. matter though, it's James. Not, it
1: doesn't matter. Bro, you gave me $100, right? You gave me $100. And then you break your hundred and you wanna give me twenty. I'm like, all right, well, let me ask him first, why are you trying to give me twenty? Cause you just gave me a hundred. You didn't ask
0: me why you took the hundred? You didn't ask me why I gave you the hundred?
1: I would have asked that question too.
0: I just didn't want to break into your fucking your breaking scenario your fucking scenario. Yeah, add that shit now.
1: All right, why'd you give me the hundred then? It, it, it's all about why are you giving me this hundred dollars? What did I do for it? Right, is it cool? Is this extra? You don't need this? Then I'm gonna sit on it and then you're gonna give me another $20. Like, bro, you sure you don't need that? What about this? What about that? And that's in third because I know in my life I can't be randomly giving out $100 and randomly giving out $20. Man, fuck that. That's. That.
0: You're gonna me extra. I'm gonna take that shit. It's just like. That's, that's, it's just false. Like, it's that's like, false. It's like pussy on the shit. That's sh- false. Yeah, nigga, survey 100 motherfuckers. Take no, this shit no, to no, Steve. No, no, fuck everybody else. I'm take telling that you. Shit uh, to Steve I'm home. telling you for you. Give me a hun- you Yo, for you won't do it. You for you won't do it. I won't do what? You won't take the
1: extra. You won't take the extra. Better yet, because I'll prove it to you right the fuck now. Right now. Go ahead. I'm listening. When we were selling the plates. Okay. And we was making the money for the plates. And he was like, yo, how much you want for the plates? I'm like, bro, I don't really give a fuck. It is what it is. I don't care. I didn't say anything. I didn't want any money. I just got the money, delivered the plates, went about my life. What the fuck did you do? You broke me off of some shit that I didn't even really care about. I didn't care about the number. I didn't care about nothing. But you was like... You my man, you my brother, you did this, here's the money, shut the fuck up and take it. Exactly. You could have just took the extra, but you didn't but because you extra. cared. It, it is extra. Not, because what what do you mean it off wasn't top. extra? We off topic. No, we fuck that. But this is still the point of the empathy that I'm trying to get you that the whole thing revolves around. No. That's the reason I was telling you these two topics go hand in hand. Cause it's all based upon empathy, which we which is fucking trained out of so many boys. Because once you tell us not to feel
0: something... I mean... Okay, so... all right, so I I, I give you that... That made me think about something. That did make me think about something. Exactly. Because, no, because we talk about kids and we bring kids into empathy and all of that. And and being able to be your true, authentic self around your kids. And it, it comes down to just looking at how you raise kids. Like, look at boys versus girls. Like, I teach my girls, yo... No boys. Boys are bad. Don't let no boy touch you. What? No, no, no boys. Nothing. But on the other hand, I feel like if I had a son and I treat my little cousins the same way, hey, you smashing girls yet? You doing this to a girl? Hey, I know you ain't done this. I know you ain't done that. And it goes, again, back in line with the family mentality of of how I was raised and, and what ideals were. But at the same time, you look at the flip side of, well, why do I want my son out here doing, trying to get girls my kids' age to do the same shit and vice versa? But it's as an adult, that shit's not acceptable. But it still gets treated the same way. Like You have to treat them equal. You have to treat them the same. You have to treat them as if you were trying to protect them and we are setting our sons up. In a thought process of it's okay to be a womanizer. It's okay to to mish, pl- misuse somebody's emotions. It's okay to use people. But on the reverse side, we're looking at our daughters and saying that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't do this. Or don't let this guy, don't let any guy do this to you. But that's what we teach our sons to do. So why would somebody do something to you any different? I give you that. And that does take the sensitivity out of the scenario. But...
1: I, I, I just won. I, I don't give a fuck. Bro, I, can't I, can't be a,
0: I can't be around those soft ass niggas, man. I can't I can't do it, bro. You know why? Why? Cuz you jealous. Jealous of what? No, like so I right, so me and my niggas had a conversation yesterday. And mm-hmm. we was talking about like the whole idea behind like being with one woman or being with one being with one person in general. And then it blossomed into Well, why do people settle down in the first place? And if you actually think about it, like it's weird to think with the ratio of people as to why or how people would choose to pick. Like in the beginning, who was the first person that got married? Who was the first person who was like, yo, we together and you ain't with nobody else. Because back in the day, Back in biblical times, you, you you may have had a wife, you may have been in a relationship, but most of the time if you could afford it, you had multiple wives. You had yeah. multiple people that you had encountered sexual encounters with, and nobody batted an eye, and that shit didn't matter, it was what it was, sexuality was fluid. Yeah. You do what you want to do. America so was founded did... by the
1: Puritans, and the Puritans were prude. The idea first of all, the idea the idea of loving your wife is completely new to marriage. Like, people got married for, like, business reasons. They were yeah, business deals. Yeah, so They this still whole, do that shit in other countries. Yeah, so this whole, this whole marriage for love thing is completely fucking new. And this whole idea of monogamy is, once again, completely fucking new. Like, we all know the term. It takes a village to raise a kid. And everyone keeps thinking, that shit means your neighbors. But no, like, there was, like, six wives, four husbands. They all was there. And it was just like, all this shit is new. And the reason why it's crumbling so fucking hard is it doesn't make sense. How many old couples have you known that was like, how y'all stay together? Cheating. I'm like, it makes yeah. no sense. And
0: the way that we're being raised... Well, see, the difference is... I'm sorry to cut you off. I'll go for it. But the difference with cheating now is that there's so much technology. Like...
1: How was that different?
0: Listen, back in the 50s and 60s, shit, even the 80s, not early 90s. If I tell Brenda I'm going to the goddamn store and I'm at the store for two goddamn hours, that's where the fuck I was. You can't, unless you followed me or hired a fucking dick, you wasn't finding me. However, now, I'm gonna look through your phone. I'm gonna look through your Instagram. I'm gonna look on your computer and get your emails. I'm a fucking track your phone to see where you went, and niggas was still getting caught. What do you mean? Not in the not in the same level now. Like back in the nah, day, it's people, the same level. When the, it when just they made knew it that easier. you had a whole outside family to live four miles away. They just didn't talk about that shit. People still got. In the day of technology, people
1: will still be having two families and nobody be knowing about it. That's not as it's not as frequent. I don't I don't think you got real statistics on it. You just I'm, thinking that hey shit.
0: Hey nigga, I'm trying to tell you what I know. You be telling me what you assume, motherfucker. Right, look it up, like you told me. Google it. <laughs> yeah. Google it, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying that shit is. And, oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine having two fucking families. What's going to happen to the kids when they find out? Because everything done in the dark comes to light eventually. Your
0: kids don't... See, that's another thing. That's another topic. I don't understand why people try to bring their kids into their relationship. Your kid don't have shit to do with what your relationship status is. It's all in how you handle... Did, kid,
1: did you miss the part about two
0: families? It's all, yeah, I'm saying. Your kid finds out about the other family. It's all in about how you handle conversations and what you growing your, to, taught your children to have ideals in. It don't have shit to do with what you actually do as a parent. It's it's plenty of parents. Mm. It is plenty of I'm parents parent. out here speak on it. that are shitty ass individuals. But are awesome parents.
1: I would need an example of that. I don't know why not. I don't know. I don't know of a shitty person who was an awesome parent. Because cause being a shitty person and trying to be an awesome parent. would means you'd have to hide a certain aspects of who you are. From your kid.
0: It's a lot of parents that have aspects of who they and are. And then their
1: when it eventually comes out, your kid will feel they never fucking knew you. So then you are harming your child.
0: Why? It's a lot of orphans that don't know their parents to grow up to be awesome. And people. they
1: were not raised by those people. I'm at I'm, I'm, sa- I'm saying I'm saying right now orphanage. I'm saying right now, right now, if you find out God probably, forbid. But it's cool. Huh? So we off
0: topic, but it's cool.
1: Oh, yeah, we did go mad <laughs> left field with it. I was going to say, we got to like let Godfrey, you find some shit out about your mom that you just would never expect that she was part of the fucking Nazi party.
0: That's not going to have an effect on you? That's a hate group, bro. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, you were... All right, kid. no.
1: Better yet, you found out your mom had a whole nother family that you never knew about. Every time that she was on vacation, she was with the other family. Okay. That shit wouldn't affect with you at all. Uh, you wouldn't care?
0: Uh, No. I can tell you, no. I can promise you, no.
1: It, well, you, like you said, you an anomaly, bruh.
0: No, I go like... I don't understand... I don't understand why we as people... This Again, this is a whole nother topic, but... I don't understand why we as individuals allow so much drama and stress in our lives based off of shit that had nothing to do with us. Like, it's literally the basic form of minding somebody else's fucking business.
1: Because the... Your, because the groundwork of your entire life is your parents'
0: life? Since who? What like look mean? at All uh, right, hear me out. Listen. Listen Go to for what it. I'm saying. So mother and father didn't grow up you didn't grow up with your mother and father in the same house. Yep. So it's people that are scarred because you have mommy issues or daddy issues from being separated and not being able to grow and really know this person. That's has nothing to do with your everyday life, because if that other parent had fucking died And you never knew them. Their death would bother you. But it's not going to have any effect as to how you lived your life. How do you know that? What do you mean? How do you know that? It's based off of what you allow to happen.
1: Okay. Fuck the first topic. Explain the thought processes on this one. Because I don't understand what the fuck you're saying. Because if they left. If they died. If they had another family. That shit directly affects you. Why? Why? Because if they died, you didn't grow you you, you grew up without a father, so you don't know
0: what that's like. Okay, but if you had a father and they were shitty, what makes it any different? And they were shitty?
1: Yeah. Then you
0: had a shitty role model. All right, and they they was, were there but think but, but you you equated them to being your role model. There's plenty of people whose parents are not their role model. It doesn't mean that they're not successful in life, but not everybody your looks parent up is to their all, parents.
1: It, your parent is the first person you look up to because you have no choice because they're your parents.
0: Okay. And then you grow up and then you find a, a different role model. Somebody that's in, your, in the field that you want to be in when you grow up. Or you realize that, okay, I'll give you one that you like. So your father's a pastor. Your mom is a stay-at-home mom. Shit appears great. But you're raised in the church and you're taught that the Bible is everything Without the Bible, you were forsaken, and you will be damned to fucking hell. That good parent has now scarred you because, one, you're pushed into a religion that you feel like you can't get out of because that's all you fucking know. That's all you've known your whole life. But you had this great household family that loved you, but now you're fucking weird or you're awkward. I don't want to use the word weird. That's not right because it's not politically correct anymore and nor is it fair. But you're different. You feel lost. Because those good parents that you had, that you felt like that was a good role model for you, and they instilled good shit in you, but they fucked you up at the end of the day. Who said they were good parents? I'm given in this scenario, they're good parents. Whatever your ideal is of
1: good parenting. your, your, Your definition of what happened doesn't make them good parents.
0: What do you mean? Okay. I'm giving you the scenario. That's the you, raw scenario. Yo, you, but but, based but on, the scenario based you, you gave us whatever, whatever your thought process is for good parents and good parenting, that role model that you're talking about, they were the great role model that you were looking for. They were the good household where you grew up in a safe environment and all of that good shit. And then when you're an adult, all of the shit that you looked up to and thought was oh so great as a kid, you find out basically your life is a big-ass question mark because you as an individual don't necessarily believe in Christianity in its entire sense. Okay.
1: So, the next question you... Okay, so let me fix it. Because any parent who like scares you or traumatizes you with Christianity is not a good parent. Anyway.
0: Again, that's why I put it to
1: this. To right. get to, your, to, right. to get, give get, you a, a full right, life... You follow me, follow me. So, you grow up in the church. Your parents, you grow... T- they raise you in the church. And then you get over and you question the church. How your parent handles the next thing, the next step of you saying, I'm questioning our religion. I want to see other stuff.
0: You're a fucking adult. What does it matter? As an adult, what does, what How does old are still you? teaching you matter? Because they're your fucking parents. So what? What do you mean,
1: so what? So you? So you don't give a fuck what your mother cares. I love my mom to death. You don't my care what mom she says. could
0: tell me that the world. You don't care what she thinks tomorrow. at all, right? And if that's what she wants to believe, it doesn't matter what I think. That is her belief. It has nothing to do with me. So and if your mom came out that. and
1: said that she was a flat earther, you would have no concerns, questions, nothing about it. it doesn't? It's nothing. It's, it has no effect on my life.
0: We would have a conversation, but it's not going to change how I view shit. It's not
1: going to change my life. It's not going to change your. It's not going to change your views in your mom. That's not gonna change the, your fundamental views on the woman who raised you and instilled most of the vows you had, most of the values you have in your life. That's not gonna have no effect on that, right?
0: No. Bullshit. My mom could tell me tomorrow she wants to cut off her lips. And if that's what she wants to do, that's on her. Like I, and it's I don't know. That's not gonna make why, you question why do anything we, about the lesson she taught you. Why do we as a people please just just explain it in a sentence? Why do we as people put so much emphasis on what our parents did, unless they did some traumatic shit? Why do we put so much emphasis on how they live their life? Their relationship, as long as it is not physically affecting me, should have no bearings as to how I live and operate. And like you- my parents, if my parents get a divorce and my parents aren't together anymore, that has nothing to do with that parent loving you. That has nothing to do with that parent wanting to be around you. That has to do with those two parents not being able to be in the same space anymore and not be together. But people take it so offensively as, oh, my family is breaking up. My mom and my dad aren't together anymore. Where is the love? Blah? Like, none of that shit matters. That's not your business. That's that's just as equal as to you fucking minding the business of your neighbor. Like, the only concern in that situation you should have is making sure your parent is alright. That has nothing... The rest of that shit is none of your business. Okay.
1: You went in a sentence. Let me explain it to you. What I explained it to you is this. my, uh, Our parents, they are the ones who teach us to talk. They teach us right and wrong. They teach us a lot of the fundamentals that we use to build the person that we want to be. A lot of the things that we do growing up are, is an imitation of... Uh, of, of our parents most people who grow up with two with two parents in their life and they see their relationship they that is how they think most relationships should should work because you know no better than your household Until so you grow up. so That's once, before the so i did not interrupt you do not interrupt me so as you so once you get older a cornerstone of your life is seeing how your parents' relationship works and you see that it works beautiful because it's a loving relationship, and then your parents get divorced, and then the question comes: your parents were the fundam- was a fundamental idea you had for love. You you use them as a pin, as a benchmark for knowing you had a successful relationship, and if their relationship crumbled, how could you ever the person who learned from them build a successful relationship? That's how the shit works
0: No nigga Cause what if your parents Fucking hated each other's guts you That don't means know, you'll never But you don't know somebody? that as a kid You that don't mean, know that as a kid That is not true I know plenty of fucking people Whose parents hated each other Their whole fucking life And they have grown To be in successful relationships Like to say that You base all your relationships Off of viewing you your parents relationship That makes no sense What do you mean Doesn't make any sense
1: It makes perfect fucking sense
0: Why Like okay, my, I, I don't know Better yet
1: Better yet I'll give you, I'll give you this right here my parents were were separated from the day I was born. From no. the day I was born, I'm sorry. The first year of my life. So when I was one, they separated. They were they were separated, right? And my mom was in an 11 year abusive relationship.
0: But again, that's trauma being added okay. to okay. it. Okay, I'm not using you her. I'm not. I'm not using her. No, I'm saying you I'm can't bu- use that scenario. I'm as not. A whole I'm just explaining something. Because the whole point was. A- All right,
1: but I'm about to get to my father. All right, go ahead. My father, who during that entire time that when I was growing up, was never in a sex relationship and just had a bunch of women that he saw. So obviously I didn't want to emulate my mother's relationship because it's traumatic and it's bad. So I thought that as a successful relationship or a successful life as an adult would be my father's life of having multiple women who just came by every so often to get some dick or so. But to understand that they're both wrong, it was a fundamental shake to the ground that I stand on. I had to rebuild who I am.
0: But why? Why is that something that it took you? And uh, It's not to be disrespectful. It's a real question. Why is that something that took you beyond childhood to realize that it was a toxic or not a good foundation as to how you treat other people? Instead of going to view somebody else or going to find, going to view a positive Cause you don't know it's negative. You don't know that you don't know
1: it's negative. Actually, this goes full circle because it goes right back to the first topic. Cause my father, who I used to say was a player, he kept telling me he wasn't a player. That shit was a positive. The world saw that as work. Everybody was so proud of my pops. He got he got bitches, he got bitches, he got bitches. Okay, so let me get bitches, let me get bitches. And then you learn, no, that's not that's not right. And that shit and that shit and then you spend your whole life aiming for this target that you shouldn't have. And then you're telling me that when you aim for this target and you're working towards this target, that everyone is, that you've built your whole life as a symbol of being this great thing. And then you learn that the people that you based This target that you were trying to reach or this goal, this person you was trying to become, who helped you build that was completely different than the fucking thing you knew. The parents you thought who loved each other and cared for each other and were so supportive and always there for you. It turned out they fucking hate each other and was waiting for you to turn 18 so they can get fucking divorced. You're like, oh shit.
0: My entire life growing up was a lie. But why does that traumatize you at that point? That is my question. Like, yeah, all that fucked up shit happened. All that realization shit happened. I get that. But... Where in there does that make you question what the fuck you were doing because you saw somebody else doing some fucked up shit because
1: you're basing everything you're doing off what they taught you, but
0: when you find out who the fuck you are, you should be able to adjust just like with religion, but that just takes that adjustment else. takes time and before and so you can and
1: before there's an adjustment, there's a disruption. we can agree that you get disrupted mm-hmm. you can agree that if you find out your mom worships Satan, you would be disturbed Nah. It would, so your mom worships Satan, so she gets to see her she, like, no, like, she gets I, like, to see her grandkids as much as she wants to. It doesn't matter. She she gets to come over for Christmas, for Thanksgiving. None of that shit matters because she it she worships Satan. That's her. I don't got nothing to do with me. Correct.
0: So not mine.
1: Ah okay.
0: All right. I, we just disagree. I found out a lot of shit about my childhood that that had me like oh shit, oh. But. It's never been anything that's changed any of my ideals. It's never been anything that's changed the way I look at people or how I process shit. Like, like your business is not my business. Like, at the end of the day, like, no, you're not a stranger. But, all right, cool. I hope you... I, I'm here to help you deal with shit. But I'm not letting your trauma be my trauma. That's your shit.
1: I feel that one of three things. But the fourth thing is for sure. One... Either you're now. Two, <laughs> you are a true fucking anomaly and you are one of the most well-adjusted people I know.
0: Most people I have this conversation with say the same shit most that I do.
1: Have, most people are bullshit. Most people can't really... Most people can't think of the thing that they base their self off of.
0: You, Most people can't... I can tell you my pivotal point in life. I was, I was 11 years old. It was my birthday. My father came to my house... And gave me two hundred dollars, but he had a roll of money, and I found out that he had a business and he he you know he ran a store, and I decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life. And then I found out it was all bullshit, and he was doing some other shit, and didn't change shit for my life. I still wanted to be an entrepreneur because that's how you get that much money the right way. That is the that is the closest thing I can equate to what the and fuck what you're I'm talking that, you talking know, about, and that shit makes no sense, bro. Like and what I'm
1: saying is that you wanted to store because you wanted to be, you wanted to be like your pop. Nah, I wanted to be able to make. I wanted as much money as that nigga had. And then when you found out it was a bunch of bullshit and he was doing it the wrong way, you said fuck that. That shit had to bother you.
0: It didn't. It like literally like, all my life didn't.
1: And then you was like, I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it better than he did because he couldn't pull it off at all. Yeah. Like, like okay. We're seeing that shit two different ways. We're not going to agree on this shit. We're not going to come to no consensus on this shit. I'm saying that shit affects you. It either breaks you.
0: How are you going to tell me we're not going to agree but then try to tell me how I feel?
1: I'm not telling you how you feel. You I'm telling you how the fuck I feel. I feel that shit either breaks you or that shit is... The I'ma do I'mma so that shit gonna catapult you. That shit is either rocket fuel or sugar in your fucking gas tank. And sometimes that sugar turns into fucking rocket fuel after that shit breaks you. But you saying it shouldn't do anything to you? Cause who the fuck cares if the woman who raised you your entire life and gave and helped you go to college was out here, you know, slinging pussy her entire life? That doesn't matter if she was she was a prostitute. That shit doesn't fuck with you. It doesn't matter anything to you. All you know is your mom took you to church every Sunday and she paid for you to get in college. What she did to do all this shit doesn't matter. If she
0: wanted to be a prostitute, that's her fucking business. Now, if she did it out of duress and did it because she had to, that -hmm. changes something for you. But the way she lived her life has to do with her. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yep, you're right. I got nothing to say to that, bro. I can't. Bro,
0: we just...
1: Damn, damn. Never going never going to agree on this shit.
0: Man, something wrong with this nigga. never going to give But you my... I appreciate you guys uh, listening to episode four. Uh, we got off topic at the end, but uh, I think it's a good opener I, I for the I brought it next back topic.
1: to Full Circle, I'm Just I'm trying to say. Man. Fuck like out of here with you Yo, I can't believe this nigga going to say some shit like this. All right, y'all. We're going to see y'all next week. Um, we gonna, I don't know what we're going to
0: talk about, but this nigga weird. Leave some comments. Thank you.